Welcome to our Wednesday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 109. This isn't the easiest of Psalms to deal with, and in its language it feels quite vengeful. But we must remember that however uncomfortable we feel when we read it, it is included in inspired scripture. Like virtually all the Psalms of Vengeance, to use an expression for this type of psalm, they are psalms by David and come out of his time as king. These psalms remind us then that David did not have an easy time as king. There was much opposition. As the psalm begins, we see that David is being falsely accused. In verses 2 and 3, For wicked and deceitful mouths are opened against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They encircle me with words of hate and attack me without cause. And what makes it so hard for David is that those who accused him were once his friends, but now they attack him. So in verses 4 and 5, In return for my love they accuse me, so they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. In his distress, David turns to God for help. In verse 4b, But I give myself to prayer. And in appealing to God, David knows that God is the judge of all the earth who must do right. And so, as if in a law court, David seeks justice from God. Firstly, he seeks a guilty verdict. Verses 6 and 7. Appoint a wicked man against him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him come forth guilty. Let his prayer be counted as sin. Secondly, he seeks a severe penalty. Verses 8 to 13. To understand something of the content of these verses, it is important to realise that the penalty for falsely accusing someone of a crime was the penalty that would be applied to that crime. You can read about this in Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses 16 to 21. So whilst the penalty that David asked for may seem severe in these verses, for example, may his days be few, may another take his office, let there be none to extend kindness to him, may his name be blotted out in the second generation. It would seem that David has been falsely accused of something severe. Then in the psalm we see something of one person in particular, maybe the ringleader in these false accusations. He's described like this in verse 16. For he did not remember to show kindness, but pursued the poor and needy and the broken-hearted to put them to death. C. H. Spurgeon describes him like this. So little mercy had he ever shown that he'd forgotten how to do it. He was without common humanity, devoid of compassion and therefore only worthy to be dealt with after the bare rule of justice. The bare rule of justice is clear in verses 17 to 21, including He loved to curse, let curses come upon him. 
he did not delight in blessing, may it be far from him. The psalm finishes with David speaking about the judge he trusts to deal with his situation. He is the sovereign Lord. In verse 21, David addresses him as, But you, O God, my Lord. He is a loving judge who will defend his people. In verses 21 and 22, Because your steadfast love is good, deliver me, for I am poor and needy. He is a saving judge. In verse 26, Help me, O Lord my God, save me according to your steadfast love. He is there at David's right hand. In verse 31, For he stands at the right hand of the needy one. As I finish, I can't deny the strong language that David uses. But it is evident in this psalm that David is not taking the law into his own hands. He gives his grievance over to God to deal with. And that is a biblical principle we must all live by. As Romans 12:19 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Join me on Friday for Psalm 110.